Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. Today, I am joined by Clara Curtis. And in the house today, something a little bit different. Uh, We are doing our five favorite horror movies. However, here's the caveat. Here's the catch. They all have to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. This was the best way to kind of, I don't know, talk about something different. I feel like you and I would have just talked about the same five movies all over again. Exactly. Yeah, this is we're we're branching out a little bit. So I do want to give an update. I apologize those for listening for being gone for two weeks, basically. Uh, I was traveling. I was in Texas and then I was in New York. uh, So I was a little bit of a traveler for a couple weeks. I did have an episode prepared and then my computer like died died, crashed hard drive was uh, gone (laughs) yeah r.i.p so the episode's gone probably forever maybe one day i'll be able to extract it from its from its cyber graveyard but for now it is gone yes but we're back yes you know and it's it's we're in the the middle of october literally it's october 12th on day of this recording Mm -hmm. and it's time to talk about some horror I'm curious. I mean, okay. we talk every day, so I kind I know. of know like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah. But did you find this difficult, picking um, five movies that were rotten? Kind of, yeah. But I think the tricky thing for me is that, like, and I'm being truly genuine when I say this, I do not go on Rotten Tomatoes. So, mm, so mm. <laughs> I actually had a little bit of a hard time figuring out how to even like filter the things the way I needed to <laughs> for this. So I was Boomer. sitting there like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Like, I need to look at bad movies. How do I do that? And it took me a second. Um, but yeah, it was kind of hard. It was also interesting because it's like, there's definitely movies that I know for a fact I, like, rate higher than the average person on, like, Letterboxd. And so I'd be like, oh, well, that will, f- of course, be a rotten movie on Rotten Tomatoes. And then it wouldn't be. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you have an example? Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of one now. Shoot. That's okay if you can. I think my initial gut reaction was oh i actually i thought of it um there's this movie called i am the pretty young thing in the house or something i'm butchering the title actually right now but it's a like an art house horror movie by directed by oz perkins which uh-huh. i adore i gave it like four and a half out of five and the average i think on that is like maybe two stars um, oh wow it's like a it's a major like art house ghost story kind of movie it's on netflix so i'm sneaking in an extra recommendation wow. <laughs> um but it's really good and i just i assumed since it was so poorly received in general on letterbox that it would be but it has a fresh rating on rotten tomatoes interesting yeah so this is a great way to talk about why we chose rotten tomatoes over something like letterbox averages yes. or imdb averages Basically, it boiled down to kind of what's more popular on the mainstream. Letterboxd, mm-hmm. as much as we both love that website and app, mm-hmm. I-, I would say it's more of a niche app for dedicated film people and lovers. Oh, totally. You know, if you walk to somebody on the streets and be like, hey, what's your letterbox? I mean, what, five out of ten people may know what you're talking about? Six out of ten people, if we're being mm-hmm. generous. Yeah. <laughs> so using the average of Letterbox, while I think is a cool idea and a good idea for an episode we're just we're going with rotten tomatoes because probably popularly the best known reviewing website uh, out there yeah we are using the critic score not the uh user scores for this episode mm-hmm. and that also kind of comes into play because places like letterbox and imdb are filled with you know people not necessarily critics or you know certified critics as rotten tomatoes call them but just people So Mm -hmm. your average Joe could go on Letterboxd and say, I think uh, this movie is five stars and that could affect the average. While on Rotten Tomatoes, obviously, you have to be a little bit more certified to be considered in their percentages. Um, That being said, I think this is also a perfect segue to just briefly remind everybody, well, how does Rotten Tomatoes actually work? Mm. Because I think popularly, it's people view it incorrectly or they're not 
you know, really understanding how it works. So Clara, will you do us the honor and explain how Rotten Tomatoes works? Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> <We're not. laughs> because I don't use Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So okay. I feel nervous about this. I think That's you should fair. do it. I think you I mean <laughs> I talk about it so often and I have like a speech prepared, but I was like, you know what? I'll give Clara some time I... to maybe Give you know, I'm always so flattered by how much like faith you have in me and how much you believe in me and support me as like a friend <laughs> and as like a co-worker kind of thing. But like, I, this is beyond me. <laughs> okay. So for those who are listening and don't know, which you might not know, that's totally okay. So here's a great refresh on Rotten Tomatoes and how it works. Uh, the most important thing, Rotten Tomatoes isn't necessarily assigning a movie a percentage and saying... We think that Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, is a 79%. Actually, I don't even know what it is. Um, I should probably look it up and get an answer for you. I'm going to guess blindly and say it's probably in the 80s or 90s. I think 80s as well. 82. Ah, okay. Cool. So Avatar is an 82% Rotten Tomatoes. That's not Rotten Tomatoes saying we think it's a B. We think it's 82% of a good movie or Mm -hmm. something. Right. 82% 82% reflects that 82% of certified critics have given Avatar a positive review. Mm-hmm. That's an incredibly important. So it's not Rotten Tomatoes assigning a letter grade or a percentage grade. Rotten Tomatoes simply is an aggregate. It's grabbing reviews from New York Times, from Variety, from Deadline, from uh, maybe poly pockets reviews as long as they're <laughs> certified you could be a small creator yeah. or small critic but get certified by Rotten tomatoes they have their own process on how you certify now that's mm-hmm. a different story there is i think there is um a genuine discussion on who they certify and, right. and a genuine criticism of who they certify yeah. Rotten tomatoes is just gathering the reviews they are mm-hmm. not the one saying it's negative, it's rotten, or it's fresh. It's simply them gathering reviews. Now, they may have their own critic working, one critic work for Rotten Tomatoes, I would imagine, but that's just <laughs> one critic out of a sea of hundreds of critics. Right. So this is extremely important. So you get something like Avatar, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. That means 82% of the critics said, yeah, we give it a positive review. But what is a positive review? Well, to Rotten Tomatoes, it's somewhere between a six and a half out of ten, seven out of ten, something like that. Great. That is a positive review. So, in in theory, you could get a movie like what's well, let's say Avatar two comes out, mm-hmm. and three hundred critics all give it a seven out of ten. That means on Rotten Tomatoes, it'll have a hundred percent. Does that mean it's a a ten out of ten movie? No, no, no. It just means that a hundred percent of critics gave it a positive review. Now. That is that is the essence of how this works. And I think that Rotten Tomatoes has definitely changed the culture of film criticism, of how we interpret a bad or good movie in both a positive and negative way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely, I think, probably more negative only because less people are really diving into how a number is generated. They, they see yeah. 82% and they think, wow, it must be really good. They see a 98%. Wow, it must be perfect. That's exactly. not really how it works. Yeah. So I like Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not going to lie. I like the way it works because I, I, I do like it's split into a critic and audience system. Mm-hmm. I like that you can dive deeper into the numbers. But that's because I know how, it, how to work it. I get right. the hesitance between some people to use it, but... It, I see way too many comments in my comment section saying, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I hate their reviews. Like, that's that makes no sense. They, they're not reviewing the movies. Yeah. So hmm. that's that's my whole spiel. <sighs> I feel I extra. That was really good. And I feel a lot better about me saying no to explaining it because I would not have put that <laughs> so beautifully. So I feel wow, good. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much. I do want to point out. I get a lot of people saying, well, I just look at the audience reviews only. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. However, I'm I'm not one to do that for several reasons. Two, uh, two. One, it's probably the most important part point in why I don't look at audience reviews primarily, is it's the easiest number to manipulate. Yeah. It's the number that can be review bombed. It's mm-hmm. the number that you know, heaven forbid you get a movie with some POC characters and uh, a women woman lead, and right. people take to the website to uh, just destroy it. 
for no good reason. Exactly. That happens way too often. And I think that's that's <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. But, you know, people want to have their opinion. They can. Obviously, these websites exist for them to have them. That's not why I typically look at audience reviews. Now, critic, I don't always agree with critics either. You know, mm-hmm. I disagree with it sometimes. Um but they have less of an agenda, I guess you can say. I hate that word agenda. But I know, bad they're, word. <laughs> they're less likely to re- to review bomb. I mean, this is their job. They yeah. will have their own biases. They will have their own opinions. And they will mm-hmm. be coming from Christian magazine. So they may say a certain movie's bad. But that is something that, that's why you look into it. That's why you look into yeah. the reviews yourself. So exactly. That's, hmm. that's my spiel. That's why I also don't I use IMDb. Because IMDb is probably the most notorious for the just the cesspool of people who go onto the internet and write terrible reviews for the sake of writing bad reviews absolutely for the sake of bringing something down so uh no no shade to imdb but i i do not use it i would never even reference an imdb review yeah i don't think i would either yeah no anyways Uh, I'm a letterbox guy at heart. Yes. Clara loves letterbox as well. We are letterbox lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is for the sake of this episode, we're using Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Uh, okay. Woo. After that spiel. Loved so it. You said it was difficult for to find movies simply because you don't use Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. After you figured out how to use it, Boomer Clara. I know. God. Uh, <laughs> Aging myself. To... <laughs> was it easy to choose five or were there um... more than five or did you just get five? It was, so uh, the way I ended up doing it was I obviously filtered through the genre of horror and then filtered it into like what was with a, like given a rotten score. And then I filtered that by most popular. So Mm. my, just because I was like the, realistically, I'm going to see a lot more of the stuff I like know I've seen before if I filter by popular first. Mm -hmm. So I would say like the first three movies that I have. Um, they, uh, it was super easy to find them because they're really popular despite having lower scores. Um, got it, got it. And then my other two, it took a while. The last one, I texted you about this. The last one, no, actually, I'll talk about it later. My last one, though, <laughs> it took me a really long time to find and I'm actually really happy I found it. I was about to, like, give up, basically, and be like, I'm just going to pick this other one I saw earlier. And then I found this one and I was like, <gasps> Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, so exciting times. But I feel so, like that's going to happen cool. to me in this episode. You'll say Ooh. a movie of like, damn it, I should have chosen that one. Okay, fun. I'm excited. I did the same thing as you. Went to okay. the genre, tomato meter, rotten, and yes. just kind of sorted by all the popular ones. Um, I feel like I was having a, a hard time, though. I, I mean, yeah. I was able to gather like six or seven of them, but I was like, wow. Maybe I'm like a snob because a lot of these are actually kind of bad. No, that was my thought as well. And I think that speaks really well into what you were saying about like, you know, audience scores are so different because like on Letterboxd, there's so many movies that I love that I'm like, I can't believe this has like a two star average. Like that's insane. But with Rotten Tomatoes, most like honestly, three out of the five that I'm going to talk about, I'm like floored that they're rotten. Like, I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a good way to just start it then. Uh, yeah. As the guest of honor, do you want okay. to start? Um. Oh. Okay. Wait. Actually. Okay. Are we doing like five? Is our least favorite of the five we're talking about, or are we just doing five? So you mean like from uh, like least favorite to most favorite? Yeah. I. I <laughs> what are we doing? Up. I don't know. What do you want to do? Um. I kind of don't want to rank these i almost kind of want to just do like these are five movies that i love that are rotten i like that too because i can't really i feel like i can't rank them very well no while i like all of them a lot love some of them i'm not like it doesn't like bother me if if one is above the other like they don't mean that much to me to where i'm like oh this needs to be number one right okay 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 cool so just five general cool horror movies you love Okay, so my first Perfect. one, and this is like such an easy one, but it has to be discussed. It's Jennifer's body. Oh wait, wait, body. wait! Oh no! Uh, I was gonna say how many are gonna have overlap, and Ooh. I just want to see what our guesses was. Okay, so I've spoiled it. It's okay. <laughs> I well, I can tell you now. There's at least one that overlap. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I well, I figured I figured this was gonna be an overlap one. This is the yeah. overlap one, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This one. Okay. Is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, wait, is he 
is he assuming because you texted me earlier and you're like I think we're gonna have one for sure that overlaps and I was like oh yeah for sure and then I was like oh if I say Jennifer's body and it's not Jennifer's body that means it's a different one but it is Jennifer's body okay yes so anyway everybody but now that I'm like thinking about it we're gonna have at least one more Okay, that's what I was thinking as well. Okay. Yeah, at okay. least. Oh my god, okay, fun. So Jennifer's body, of course. And I mean, this is one that on gut reaction, I was floored that it was in Rotten, but then I remember that this was terribly marketed. People oh god, did not like it at first. Um, it, it was not well received at the time that it came out. Um, and it's obviously found its audience and its place in like cinema history years later, um, thank god. But this is just like... It's a thrilling movie, you know? Like, there's just something so fun about watching Megan Fox murder boys. Like, it's delicious. I love it. <laughs> I I agree completely. And I will say, I forgot to mention this earlier, mm. but a rotten score is anything under 60%. Yes. So I just want to just remind everybody that. Oh, yes. Jennifer's Body has a 45% yes. for critic score. Even lower audience score, 35%. Yes, 35%. Which is astounding. I don't know how many people are going on Rotten Tomatoes and writing reviews for Jennifer's Body anymore. That's what I was thinking, because I was like, there's no way this is still so low. Like, this yeah. is such a cult classic now, but... It's, it's been reclaimed, for yes, sure. Yes, it's been, I, yeah. I'm curious, do you think this comes out next year instead of, what year was it, 2000 and... Mm. Uh, what was this 2009 uh, nine. Nine? Oh, so mm-hmm. close i know um, we were really close if this comes out 2023 <sighs> is it a, is it a mega hit is this like a hit i don't know honestly because i feel like so much of this is very reliant on the fact that it is, it is a 2000s movie mm. um Ooh, that's a great question i honestly i don't know because i feel like a lot of it too is reliant on the fact that we're exploring the idea of like what happens when girls are like overly sexualized and like the mm-hmm. the, the horror of that and how it translates into like all these terrible things um and that's obviously a lot more of a frequently discussed topic in film now and so i want i do wonder if it, this came out like next year if it would be like we've seen this already like da 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 Mm-hmm. Um, which is ironic because there is a movie that came out in 2000 called Ginger Snaps. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Ginger Snaps. Love Ginger Snaps. That was one also that I was a little bit like, I wonder, I, I was kind of almost hoping it would be rotten so that I could talk about no. it. <laughs> it's not rotten because um, it's amazing. But so much of Jennifer's body is, you can definitely see like an influence or an unintentional influence. Maybe I don't know if it was intentional, but like there's so much from Ginger Snaps that like, is replicated in a way in jennifer's body um so like if we i don't know ah i don't know it's just a 2000s concept i feel like overall going back to the actual question i don't think you're wrong i think i i said it with such confidence like oh yeah it would totally do well now but now that i'm thinking about it i mean it would be called like woke liberal garbage immediately by everybody on the right exactly and i don't know though because it is like, it's a Diablo Cody movie written yep. by Diablo Cody, not directed. Yeah. This is a, a Karn Kusama movie who mm-hmm. I love. Yes. Um, but the Diablo Cody writing, I think, is interesting because I feel like it really defines that, like, 2006, 2010, 2008 era. Yeah. I mean, oh, Juno absolutely. is the obvious big example of that. Yes. I don't know how well it would resonate now. I think it's still funny. It's like, it's clever. It's quirky. It's quick. So I think the writing would work. Mm. I don't know. It, it's tough. It's a tough question. I didn't. I didn't expect it to be such a loaded question. I thought it'd be so easy, but it's I not. I know. Because I mean, I think the other tough thing is, is if it comes out next year, I think my brain automatically assumes the setting is like the twenties as well, mm-hmm. um, and like they have iPhones and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that, like that idea, just almost doesn't work with something like Jennifer's body because everyone would be fucking recording it on their iPhones and true, all that kind of true, stuff, you true, know. True, true. And I feel like part of why like Ginger Snaps even and Jennifer's body both work so well is that they're in an era where like you don't have access to to technology as easily. Like you can't just <laughs> Google this away necessarily. Correct, and so yeah. it's like I don't know. Hmm. Well, regardless, Jennifer's body is great. It's on yes. my list of five movies that I Woo-hoo. love that are run. I saw this in theaters. Oh. Uh, that's how old I am. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I was like, to be fair, I was 19. So I was okay, okay. freshly 
young. I was very young still. Right. I was out of high school like one year. Really excited for this because I like Diablo Cody a lot. Mm-hmm. I can confirm that the marketing was atrocious for this movie. Yeah. They really were just trying to sell Megan Fox as a sex object. Yep. And uh, completely misappointed the entire movie. And there's been a mm-hmm. lot of articles about that whole debacle. And I would encourage everybody to kind of look into that more. Yeah. But I liked it a lot when I saw it. And I still have to this day really, really enjoy it. I actually want to rewatch it now I think about it. But... I do too. I think it's on Prime right now. So I was like, oh, I know. Yeah, I need to rewatch okay. it as well. Um, I will also say that uh, this is, is in alongside of Stick It, but this is the other half of like my queer awakening. <laughs> because, mm, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this has some really, ne- oh, that's the other, honest, okay, I know we've been talking about this for a minute now, but that's the other thing I really like about this movie is it explores this really like sp- hyper-specific experience that I think a lot of, like, queer women and queer femmes can identify with of, like, this weird, like, homoerotic tension with your best friend Mm -hmm. and, like, what that means if, like, you're not, like, out or, like, you don't think you're queer in any way, but then you have this best friend that, like, there's this magnetic, somewhat sexual pull towards. It's really interesting experiencing that, and so it's cool seeing that depicted in a film um in general but also especially kind of in a horror setting where like it's not used as like um like a shock value or a way to like condemn uh-huh. queer people yeah and that's why i don't know i think like that's another reason why i think it would work well in 2020 that's very true like okay does a really good job depicting that kind of relationship without yeah. being like overtly okay, in your okay. face about it it's like it's it's just handled really well i, agree. I don't know Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm torn. I think it's just it's just a good movie. Let's just it's we'll just agree a, yeah. On that. It's just a Rules. great movie. <laughs> okay, well, what's another one from you? <laughs> well, Jennifer's body, obviously. Yes, of I'm course. gonna throw one out there. I think we share. Okay, and that's the strangers. Yes, I have that one too. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I it because too. you have excellent taste, and <laughs> uh, we agree a lot on a lot of things. Yes, I could not believe this was right. I, I could know. not believe it. This one shocked. really shocked me. I don't I don't understand it. I I don't. I think I don't when either. like people ask me for some of my most terrifying movie experiences, The Strangers is always like something I bring up at some point. It yes. is it's a I mean, I guess we're both big Brian <gasps> Bertino fans here. We are. That's very true. We've talked about him in the past now. We have, which is kind of strange. <laughs> but I love The Strangers. I don't I know. Love I, it. I mean, it for a home invasion movie, it does the job well in creating mm-hmm. that terrible sense of like being trapped in your own home and it's just it's awful like awful like not the movie but like the experience is pretty terrifying i don't know i I was kind of surprised by it how do you feel i totally agree and i think this is another one i think oh god i feel like i said this the last time we were because i think we brought up the strangers a little bit when i when we were doing like our favorite movies on different streaming sites um but this is I look at The Strangers kind of like how I look at Blair Witch Project, where the the further away we get from the release date, the less like newer audiences get how scary oh, that's The so, Strangers you're so right. is. Because like I mean, Blair Witch is the same thing. We've talked about that before, but like The Strangers is very much in that same way. Like, like there were no ring cameras. There were mm-hmm. like there was not there was mm-hmm. like a very limited amount of like home security at that time, and like it was a lot harder to be in a place where like <laughs> there's no people around and da 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 and it's just mm-hmm. i don't know I, so it's like and we talked about this over text as well like they're revamping the strangers series into like a, a modern trilogy or whatever which i i i'm still very opposed to like i don't think we need a modern version of the strangers i didn't know um, that oh i thought we texted about this I don't think so, did we? I don't know. I don't remember. Who knows? Um, but they're revamping this into a new trilogy with like a modern setting and I'm kind of just like, why? Like Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be as effective because like I think the cool thing about this and obviously there's a lot of home invasion movies that replicate this now, um, but home invasion in general, I feel like has a very intricate tie to like revenge as a motivation or like 
sexual desire as a motivation whereas mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. strangers motivation is like not that at all <laughs> there and yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's there there almost isn't a motivation besides like a primal need to harm people is the best way to put that i guess um and i find that so thrilling you know like yeah. that's such a unnerving and upsetting concept um and i find that really effective here I just, I don't know. I like it. I also honestly like, uh, this is in my opinion at least, I don't think the like protagonists in this movie are the most likable people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like that as well because we don't waste a lot of time making the audience like these people. You know what I mean? Like we're not getting a ton of exposition. We're getting the bare minimum and we're like, oh, okay, these people are like this. And it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I would want to be friends with them. And it just makes it easier to just dive into what's happening to them rather than like Mm. trying to understand them as people and i think that's really cool um i don't know i love this movie this is a really good movie yeah i agree and i love what you brought up earlier about for many home invasion movies like you said there's a motivation behind it whether that's a Mm -hmm. sexual desire usually it's like a financial desire Ooh, that's a good one too thank Uh, you i forgot your next is probably like the one that comes to mind yeah more home home invasion Sorry, spoilers. There's a financial motivation Whoops. there. <laughs> uh, a lot of home invasion is financial. Hush is kind of home invasion. I think that's mm. financial slash sexual. I think he's like trying to break in for... I can't remember why he's trying to break um, in, actually. Okay, slight spoilers, I guess. So fast forward like 30 seconds or whatever. But I think what happens is he's murdering a neighbor and the neighbor tries to flee to the other woman's home. And then oh. when he realizes that she's deaf, he's like, oh, this will be fun. And so I do think there is a sexual element to that while yeah, it might yeah. not be like overtly spoken because it is like, I mean, it's the same idea as like like sexual assault isn't necessarily out of like a, a like sexiness it's a, yeah a, it's, it's a, a control thing and it's like perversion and all of that so it's kind of like Correct. i think it's that kind of realm with hush as well yeah and i think that's i mean strangers is kind of a riff off funny games i don't know if yes. you've ever seen funny games oh i love funny games oh my so, god yeah, for, unfortunately funny games is is uh is not rotten it's a it's a good movie and people yeah recognize actually great movie. chosen the remake i'm sure that's rotten Ooh, i Although, haven't seen the remake but i heard that's I just like a i think it's just like a shot for shot basically because it's directed it's by the same director shot. yeah and michael haneke does it as well so it's yeah. like why why watch it i know I, it's such I, a strange decision i would love to know the the reasoning behind that because americans don't want to read subtitles well yeah that's the yeah. reason I, just, <laughs> I know i was just hoping there was a different reason i, but... I know i'm sorry <laughs> No, there's not. Uh, but yeah, it's very funny games-esque in the sense that there yeah. is no motivation in The Strangers except for joy. And that yeah. is extremely scary. Yeah. There's the very iconic line that you and I both know mm-hmm. when they ask, like, when she's Why crying. are you doing this? Oh, it gives me chills every time ah! I hear them say it. Like, <laughs> I can remember hearing that, like, on the trailer when it came out, the commercial. Oh, I just... my God. I remember coming home from the theater and not just locking every door. Yes, and being scared. Yeah. Terrified. Okay, I also want to say this is hands down one of my favorite trailers of all time. I have like the whole trailer like memorized. I (laughs) love it's, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the way that they have like the record playing. And then all of a sudden it starts skipping. And as it skips, that's when you get the rapid cuts of all the scary things happening. Oh, Holy wow. fucking shit. Oh, and this is coming from someone I just really love editing and like on in my own free time, but also just like appreciating editing. The editing of that trailer is so fucking good. Like it's ridiculous. So Interesting. I'll have to everyone, it now. Oh my god, watch that trailer, everybody. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Strangers Rules. If you want to watch this good scary movie, watch the Strangers. Yes. Ooh. Cool. Wow. All right. Go ahead and choose another one. That Now let's play the game. Choose one you think I have. Oh, I don't think you have any of the my other ones. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, wait, you think we have more? I mean, I thought for sure Ooh. we would have at least one more. Ooh, okay. Um. Well, okay. So the one I'm about to say, I just don't... I think the problem is... is Did you I do a know... hipster on me and choose two obscure movies? maybe um, <laughs> well fine. technically it would be three um I mean, yeah, three. but one of them i know for sure you haven't seen and my other one okay. is the one that i for 
forgot that I had even seen until I saw the poster and I was like, holy shit. Um, so I don't think you've seen that one either, but you might see this one. So my next pick is um, Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, I have not seen Slumber Party Ooh! Massacre, actually, but oh I was one I've seen the poster a million times that I've never seen it. Yes. Okay. So I won't say like too, too much because I don't want to spoil. Um, this is a great movie. It's uh, 39% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which is a little low. And this is another one that I personally think is really interesting to look at in terms of like how it was received by critics at the time versus like what it is viewed as now. Um, I love this movie. It's delightful because it's an 80s slasher and it's directed and written by women, um, which is a rarity for 80s slashers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the writer of Slumber Party Massacre, one of them is the director, uh, Amy Holden Jones, but the other is Rita Mae Brown, who is like a renowned feminist like figure. Um, so that's really fun as well. So there's this really exciting element to slumber party massacre where um it has the same gist basically as any other slasher from the 80s it's a big scary man murdering young girls primarily Mm -hmm. um but since it's written by women and it's feminist and all that there's this really interesting way that it's exploring like the toxicity of the male gaze and how that like perpetuates into violence against women um and like they kind of go all out on the symbolism. So there's a lot of like heavy, like phallic symbolism going on, like showing like the pervasiveness of men's insertion into women's lives and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's fun. And I think that's the other thing I like about it is that if you want to look at it from like I do from like a really introspective feminist lens, you can. But if you also just want to watch like a fun, campy 80s horror movie, you can also do that with this. Like it's very camp um <laughs> there's i i don't want to say anything about anything because like i don't want to spoil anything but there's just moments in this that are like so camp and it's really fun um but it's also very thought-provoking which i really like so i was yeah i mean this is another one that i was like shocked to see as rotten but it also makes sense because it came out in the 80s and obviously more critics back then were men <laughs> and they're not gonna enjoy a feminist slasher movie um but i highly recommend it it's a delight Okay. Wow. What a sell. What a, a pitch. I feel like now I'm gonna go <sighs> cue it up and, and watch it. Yes, do it. I feel like this is one that's probably been on my watch list for a long time, mm-hmm. but I just have never gotten around to it. Oh, totally. So I'm staring at the poster right now. I'm like, oh, I've seen this poster like a hundred times. It's just never such seen an it. iconic poster. Like all the women, like in their underwear, and there's a man with a drill. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, there's that phallic symbolism. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it too. Like or like the poster at least. Oh, totally. I feel, I think it's definitely, I mean, at least on Letterboxd, I think it is one that if you are like looking at like highest rated horror, it is fairly high up on Letterboxd. So if you're like ever scrolling through that, I think most people have seen the poster at least. Okay. Well, I'm going to go in a different direction. Okay. Stick with mainstream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm choosing Saw 1 which i <gasps> oh. was unaware was even rotten until today but then i realized i think every saw movie is rotten. i think they are as well but saw one i i legitimately think is pretty fantastic if i'm being completely honest yeah um it's been a minute no it's a lie i've seen it last year i usually watch oh, yeah. all of them like once a year mm-hmm. this year i think i might take a break because i watched all of them last year didn't right. you watch all of them last year too? i watched them all last year as well for a uh, spiral oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah what did you think of all of them I feel um, like I saw your ratings like bouncing everywhere. It was like oh my god, high, it, then low, then low, then low, then high. It was a roller coaster here. Let me pull it up. Actually, I mean, first things first. I love the first one. I think I think I said overall the second is my like all time favorite. One, right? I love the second one. I like the second um, one a lot too. Actually, I probably if I'm in terms of brutality, the second one has always been the rougher watch. I just like the story a little bit more in the first one. Really? Because um, I feel like the story's way more interesting in two. That's because you like Amanda. That's very true. <laughs> I, thank you. I love Amanda. Amanda's like one of my favorite like horror movie icons. Like, yeah, I like I like her. I like the direction they took with her. And then I just as the series goes on, it gets a little convoluted, and I'm like, this is taking too many twists and turns for me. <laughs> uh, but I like the first two a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm like I, I kind of go between the first two. I don't know. Um, 
The second one has the needle pit, which is really, yes. really the most deranged thing I've ever seen exactly. in my entire life. It is rough. It's that one's so, rough. Ooh, it's so good. God. But I, I like Saw. Even the really bad ones are at least somewhat entertaining. Yes. Um, the creativity kind of dwindles as the Saw movies go on. Oh, totally. You know what? Jigsaw himself gets a little... Like he, I feel like he loses sight of his message, like his own <laughs> message. It's funny you say that because, God, I don't remember which one it is. It might be four or five. My review is just... Oh, I don't remember which one it is. It's one of the later ones, but my re- review is basically just like, I can't get over the fact that they're clearly just flinging the jigsaw puppet like across the, the <laughs> shot. Like he, he's just flying now. Like they just don't care anymore. It and- feels like the motivations get really weak though. Like the beginning yeah. he's like, I'm you're in this trap because you got away with murder. Yes. Like the first two. Exactly. And then by like the fourth or fifth one's like, you were caught littering and jaywalking and didn't pay 10 parking tickets exactly so you must rip your tongue out well well that's a hyperbole but no, it does feel like the, the the motivations get weaker as the, as the movies go on okay do you want my hot take on that and this is a spoiler so skip like 30 seconds or whatever i definitely <laughs> oh, think that happened because the new saw became hoffman a cop and the cop decided that the petty crimes had to be dealt with instead of actual injustices that's actually when you put it that way Mm -hmm. makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. because hoffman's a piece of shit i fucking hate hoffman that motherfucker i hate him (laughs) i not only hate hoffman but like the actor no offense to the actor but he has such an unlikable face yes it's just it's really hard to like watch him i he gets away with so much yes makes me so upset what's the one it's like Saw 4 or 5 where he mm-hmm. gets into the glass coffin and oh. like survives. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, it pissed me off. Because I, I remember being so stoked that he was in there. I was like, finally, fuck you. Like, Amanda reigns true and free and I love her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's the other reason why I hate Hoffman is because he, Amanda's gone. Um, But yeah, I was so mad. He kills Amanda, doesn't he? Yes. With the bear trap? Yes. Yeah. It f- is fucking bullshit. It's yeah. oh god. Hoffman I, sucks. Hoffman does suck. Um, but going back, I do agree. Saw one is really good. It's I I love that it's like you said. It's so simple but so scary. Like they're in one room, like the whole movie. Like that's mm-hmm. so. There's something so thrilling about horror movies like that, where you're in such a confined space and like you can't. There's no like breathing room. You don't get to get away from the scary moments because you're just there the whole time. And it's just the right amount of sadistic. Like it's mm, not overly yeah. sadistic. Like we're not. I think Hostel's a franchise I never really liked because it. Felt oh, I fucking hate Hostel. Too. Yeah, it felt like torture porn. Overboard. Exactly. It's just, yeah. And Saw feels like it's the beginning stages of torture oh, porn, totally. but not. It's not egregious. Like I, the the traps in Saw One are tough, but they're not like unbearable. You know yes, what I mean? I agree. Um, plus the twist is great, and the yeah. music's great. I think it's the fun soundtrack and uh yeah i mean it's influential for a reason so i like saw Ooh, okay i'm excited oh, oh wait are what? they making a new one i don't think so never mind oh are they done done i i doubt it i don't think they'll ever be done done they, they, those true. movies cost like nothing to make and make <laughs> so much money every single time okay um, hmm. did you like spiral i honestly really like spiral and i don't hate it i when i looked on letterbox just now to see like what my rankings were i have it at number two. Oh, i didn't like it that much i really i honestly ended i think up it really was like fourth it. or fifth i think okay i don't that, hate it though that's fair i had it i like it's saw two spiral saw six and then uh, or maybe not six, maybe it's five. I don't know which one it is because I can't read Roman numerals and I wrote them all in my Roman numerals. So I don't know which one it is actually. Uh, <laughs> and then Saw, Saw, the original is at four for me. Okay. Yeah. I don't, what's the worst one? I don't remember. You have oh, to tell God. me the, which traps they are and then I'll know which one it is. Oh God, hang on. I have to pull it back up. Oh no. Um, I feel I've, like ooh. five? It might be five is the one that I was... Oh, no. I, don't, I don't like Jigsaw, actually. I really don't like Jigsaw. Um, My least favorite is Saw 3D. That's Saw 7. S- 7, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, Saw I Saw 7 like and, and Jigsaw I thought were really bad. 
yeah, I didn't like Jigsaw, and I really, I have Saw 4 rated really low, because I think that's where Hoffman <laughs> takes over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, the Coffin one, anyways. It okay. is. Okay, yes. Oh, uh, switching gears, what are we okay. going to? Oh, yes. Um, okay, so this is one I have talked to you about, so I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, and this isn't Starfish. Like... No, not Starfish. <laughs> okay. This, I will say, this is not a movie that I would give, like, five out of five to, or like, even, like, a four out of five um i would give this personally like a three out of five but i just really like it and i i want to show appreciation to it even though it's not like a perfect movie and it's dark skies oh yay yes. i i saw the poster i was like man i wish i've seen this movie because i could maybe pick it but hopefully clara picks it <laughs> oh okay well perfect i literally was like should i pick this anyway yeah i'm going to because <laughs> Let's talk about it because I talked about it a little bit when we talked about all our favorite alien invasion movies. Because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean that alone is really cool. Where it has a very unique unique opinion on like what an alien invasion is, um, or like what can still be considered an alien vi- invasion beyond just like them showing up and blasting the ground with their spaceships or whatever. Um, this is a cool movie too because. I mean, I'm spo- I've am i spoiled it, actually, by saying it's an alien invasion movie, but a lot of this could very easily be read as, like, paranormal at first, before mm-hmm. it gets into alienness, and I like that ambiguity. Um, I also find this to be, like, a particularly mm, cruel um, movie in terms of, like, the direction it takes, and I like that, where it doesn't seem to want to, like, hold back at all. Um, cause I think sometimes with horror movies, like there's so many horror movies where it's about a family and oh, their kids are scared and oh no, their kid got like possessed a little bit and that's so scary and da da da. Um, but I would say this movie is a little more violent towards its kids, which I find scary, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say the least. And I find that just exciting in general, just that we're getting something like that. Um, I don't know. This is a cool movie. I also think this movie has a bad rap a little bit, but it's. It works in like a, if you're looking at it from the perspective of when it, of when it came out, it came out in 2013. It's depicting a time period during the 2008 recession. And mm-hmm. I like that about it too, where it's this hyper-specific time point. And it's doing that time point, I think, really well. Like the, the insecurity of the family because like the financial situation is really awkward and like not going well because you're in a recession and it's hard to find a job and like that kind of thing is going on. Um, and I find that really effective here as well. And it's a good cast. It's, uh, oh my God, now I can't remember her name. Carrie Russell. Thank you. It's, yes, it's Carrie Russell, who, of course, we all love her. So, yeah, that alone. I had a crush on Carrie Russell for years. God, she's beautiful. Um, so that alone is worth it, too. She's just being a hot mom. Like, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, I need to watch this movie. Yeah. I'm really disappointed in myself that I haven't seen it yet. No, it's okay. I'll watch it this week. I watched it by like total accident actually cuz I I don't remember if we talked about this last time. Um I w- I was visiting my cousins in Michigan when I was in like middle school and we got to go to the VHS store and rent a DVD and mm-hmm. we picked this because we thought it was like a ghost movie and we wanted to be edgy and watch a scary movie. Wow, so <laughs> edgy. I know. Well, um <laughs> it's cuz my mom wasn't there to tell me to get out of the horror section like normal. <laughs> Um, and this movie scared the shit out of middle school me. Like, it was yeah. so scary. Like, I and feel like I've heard that story often. Like, it scared yeah, a lot of people at a young age. Exactly. And, like, obviously now watching it as an adult, it's not as scary as it used to be. But there's definitely moments in this that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like, that's at least disturbing. Um, so it's good. I recommend it. Okay. I'm going to watch it this, this month. I know for sure. Oh, my God, it's fun. Happen. I think it's on Netflix. Perfect. I'm cheating again with my next pick <gasps> okay. a little bit. Oh. Choosing the Final Destination franchise. Oh, okay. I almost picked <laughs> that I as well. Which I believe all of them are rotten as well. Which they are. That needs to change. I mean. Yeah, that's bullshit. Final Destination, I think, is as cheesy as they all are. Mm-hmm. Masterclass of tension. I, I yeah. challenge you to turn on Final Destination and not to be like sweating during some of these like kill moments because they take a long time for their like rue gold is it rue goldberg uh i think that's the right word yeah yeah like for like the rue goldberg type kill moments they're mm-hmm. always really intricate and really unique and it's just fun to watch all that kind of go down and unravel and yeah. if i'm picking one specifically it's final destination 2 oh, I whoa think 
Yeah, yeah. I like two a lot. Uh, I think people are really big big fans of three. I love so three. So th- here's, here's how to remember them. One is the plane crash. Yes. Two is the highway freeway crash. Yes. Three is the roller coaster. Yes. Four is the race track. Yes. Like NASCAR one. That's correct. And five is the bridge one. Yes. Like the, like the, I don't think it's a Golden Gate Bridge, but it's a big bridge. It's it, a big old bridge. Collapses. That's how I remember all of them. Yes. Um, three is good. Three is good too. I like, I, honestly, I like all of them. I haven't seen four all the way through maybe. Oh, oh I don't really? Know. I think, maybe I have. Hmm. I just can't remember actually. Uh, but one through three, I have vivid memories of. Yeah. Two, I think because the highway log truck just oh, yeah. is so <laughs> embedded into my <laughs> yeah. brain. I've talked a lot uh, about this on TikTok and on social media. Yeah. But I really need to emphasize how transformative that scene was yes. for i think not just me but for so many people out like there. like our entire generation honestly i feel like like i don't know a yeah. single person who willingly drives behind like a, lo- a log truck anymore because everyone is like i don't want it to be like final destination <laughs> exactly and i think that's such a testament to the power and influence of this movie and this mm, franchise because it's such a true. such a well-known thing that you just don't drive behind log trucks and it's because of this movie mm-hmm. um I've thought about like tanning beds and like random like swords Ooh, at gyms yeah. that fall down. And... But yeah, I-, I love this franchise. I feel like there's very few franchises out there that can really just translate that feeling of like just holding your breath for a solid five minutes because every time something happens, you're like, oh, fuck, it's like, is this person going to die right now? Yeah. Uh, there is, is it four or five? There's one with a gymnast. Ooh. Do you remember this one? So the gymnast is like on the balance beam and like a screw falls onto the balance oh beam. Oh my God, yes. And she steps on it. So yeah, she steps on it, but she's not the one who dies. It's no. like the person on the bars next to her yeah. that like the bars break and she like flies off it and like breaks every bone in her body oh, basically. fuck. But like it's that inversion of expectation. Like the entire yeah. time you're watching like, oh, this gymnast is fucked. This gymnast is fucked. And she does step on it. But she's not the one who dies. It's somebody else. I think that like that playing with that type of mm-hmm. expectation is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yes. So I, I don't know. Ooh. I think that's like the kind of movies that they may not be, I don't know, technically sound or like mm-hmm. the strongest plot wise or right. even acting wise. But it's like delivering a type of experience that you really can't get anywhere else. Oh, totally. Ooh, that's a good pick. I like that one. Yeah. I'm excited for the sixth one whenever it does come out, probably in 2024. But I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I am so. too. I'm, I'll give it a go. Any last thoughts on Final Destination? Um, they're just they're just fun, man. Like you said, like <laughs> it's just a th- they're like I don't know. They're I also think that the gore they're doing is so hyper specific that it's it's never like perfectly like authentic looking gore but you're no. still like oh my god like because it's, it's just so shockingly cheesy yeah but, like. Yeah, it still gets you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Do you want to know what it reminds me of, actually? Final Destination has always reminded me of, do you remember Spike TV, uh, that show 1,000 Ways to Die? Oh, my God. I do remember yeah. that show. Yeah. Uh, wow. God, that show. Right now. That show gave me a lot of anxiety, if I'm being totally <laughs> honest, but I kept watching it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> reminds me of Jeez. those. But, that channel is gone now, right? Uh, I, I would imagine it is. I would assume. I mean... I was about to be like, I mean, how could a, a dude bro channel survive these days? But also, realistically, it easily could when I know <laughs> we I know. live in the world we do. So it might still be a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. But anyways, wow. That was a... Did you ever watch... There was a show on that on Spike TV where, like, it was a Japanese show, but they dubbed over it in English. Oh. And it was basically, like, like a show where they do obstacle courses but they always like fall and hurt themselves it was called mx mxc oh i think that does sound familiar it was so dumb but it was so funny uh, oh my god fun <laughs> what a channel i can't believe we watched that what a time that if there's not a channel that perfectly encapsulates like the mid 2000s more than spike tv i i don't know which channel would it be mm, mtv yeah yeah but mtv i think reflects uh, this is a whole different conversation. I know. Sorry, guys. Spike <laughs> <laughs> TV just reflected that machismo, that masculine, like, oh, okay, okay, men, okay. Need, a, men yeah. need a channel to watch because yeah. there's too much Gossip Girl and Sex in the City on TV. So <laughs> You're so right. So let's make right. this channel for men. And it was strictly, like, true. 
Yeah, like Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah, Dude Bros. Fear Factor was on there. Oh, yeah, Fear Factor. Um, I mean, Joe Rogan got to start there. I mean, that's a bigger testament to that. There was a show called The Man Show. Oh, yeah. With Jimmy Kimmel, I think he was hosting it. And it was awful. (laughs) Yeah, terrible stuff. Like, there was, and like the most, like, raunchy shitty comedians were always on it like yeah. fucking carl's mencia oh my god i'm like unlocking so many memories right i know now. wow this is fun deep cuts yeah. on deep cuts <laughs> <laughs> there's another show i'm sure that's out there um i'm almost positive i, I could be wrong but i'm pretty sure there was a point where S- stan lee had a comic book called stripperella what and i'm almost yeah, it, yeah, right. It's a stripper who's a superhero. Oh my god! And I'm almost positive, the show was animated with Pamela Anderson as the lead. Oh my and god! Thousand percent, it was on Spike TV. Of course, it would uh, be. I'm currently looking up. Okay. Wow, I nailed all of that. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. I'm proud of you. Stripperella, Stanley Stripperella, adult animated superhero comedy television created by Stanley for Spike. Wow. The lead character's name is Erotica Jones. Oh my god. What a name. So, anyways. Wow. What a channel does not exist anymore, thankfully. But... Yeah, R.I.P. Wow. What a moment in time. Truly. Okay. What's um, your last one? Okay, my last one. Okay, so this is the one that I've been, like, kind of hyping up a little bit. I watched this in college, um, back when I would just go on Netflix and watch every horror movie in alphabetical order. Uh, <laughs> and then... Is this the one you found late? Yes, it's the last one I found. I I scrolled through the Rotten Horror Movie section for like a good 30 minutes before I got to this one, um, which is surprising. I mean, it's based off popularity, so I guess that makes sense because it has a 50% Rotten right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also one that I will, I'm going to preface this and say that I have not seen this since college and I forgot it existed until I saw it on Letterboxd. So we need to take some of this with like a grain of salt. Um, I will also preface by saying that this movie does involve sexual assault. Uh, so like content trigger warning for that, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this is a movie called Contracted. Contracted? Contracted. If you look at the poster, that alone is going to tell you a lot about how body horror uncomfortable this movie is. Yes. That's pretty intense. Um, I think it came out in 2013 um it is not well received on letterboxd right now but it also has really low views on letterboxd right now so i think very low views i need to watch it again it's not streaming from what i could see but i need to find a way to watch it so that i can give it five stars or it might be on tubi Ooh. okay perfect um but also i want to say again that i have not seen this since i was in college and so there's elements of this that probably (laughs) will not work as well um i'm just imagining our next episode you're gonna be like I, uh, I want to add an addendum to the last episode. I have to I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because the thing that makes me like, this probably isn't as good as I re- remember a little bit is, and this is like a caveat that I talk about all the time, is that this movie involves sexual assault and it is directed and written by men, um, mm. which never bodes well, in my opinion, with very rare and few exceptions. Um, but basically, this lesbian which is also part of why i'm like "Mm, this probably actually has not aged as well as i remember it to be because this is a lesbian woman who is thrust into heterosexual situations regularly which is already annoying um but this lesbian woman is like single recently broken up with and like kind of having a tough go of it and then she goes to a party and is drugged at the party and is unfortunately sexually assaulted so again trigger warning um and from there she develops what is first perceived as a sexually transmitted um infection but turns out to be something a lot more uh horrific and grotesque and disturbing um, so it kind of, in a way, reminds me a little bit of It Follows, just kind Ooh, of in that idea of, like, sex being this thing that kind of becomes its own entity that's, like, really scary. Um, the body horror in this movie is worse than anything I've seen David Cronenberg do, in my opinion. Uh, it's vivid, and it's horrifying. Like, it, like, uh, Joe, it's so... I can't even, like, put into words how visceral of a reaction I had when I saw this poster. And, like, oh, remember this nervous. movie reacted? Or remembered it, this existed? Um, it's really good. I I don't want to spoil too much, but 
from what I remember and like all of that, blah, blah, blah. Once again, this could have aged really poorly. I think this honestly does a really cool job of depicting the the physical response that can come with being assaulted and like what that feels like to kind of have your body turn against you in a way um and it doesn't feel like your body anymore and like no one seems to understand like what's going on with you and like all of that all these different things that kind of come hand in hand with assault i think honestly were explored in a really interesting way here in that it makes it as physical of an experience as possible when normally this is a very internal, like, distressing situation. And I really like that about it. Um, God, I, I'm getting really excited to watch it again. I want to watch it again, but I'm also nervous because there's parts of this that I remember now so vividly that I'm like, I don't know if I can watch it again. <laughs> wow. Um, well, if you decide to watch it again, yeah, I'll, let me know or yes. let us know, not yes. just me. Now I'm like super interested. Maybe I'll just like YouTube certain scenes. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, because I bet they are on YouTube actually. Um, yeah, there. Okay. Oh, there. Yeah, there's. I just think this is like at, at its baseline. Even if it isn't as good as I remember it being in terms of like how it's handling its subject matter, at its core, this is very effective body horror. And so it's Perfect. it's fun in that regard. If you want to look at it in that regard. Cool. Yay. Well, what's your last one? My last one is pretty popular, but Ooh. I was surprised it was rotten. I had no idea until I saw it. I was, oh, my God. Okay. It's barely rotten, by the way. It's only a 58%, Ooh. but hell, it counts, so okay. I'm choosing it. It's my main my main girl, uh, my main franchise right now. It's Orphan. Orphan. Oh, I saw it on there as well, and I was really surprised. Oh, my God. I okay. was shocked the first one has a rotten score. The that second one surprising. has a positive score. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, huh. I, I like the... Mm, I don't know which one I like more, to be honest. Okay. I like the first one a lot, thus I'm picking it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite plot twists ever. I went, I watched this randomly on TV one day. Yeah, sat me through too. Every commercial, and was not prepared no. for <laughs> the twist. And when it happened, I was shell shocked. I yeah. was losing my shit on the couch when it happened. Yeah, it was just such a great time. Oh, totally. I had such a blast watching it, and it's mm. like not scary but it's just like a good slasher i guess you would call it it's a horror slasher yeah. i don't know if it's a slasher or not but a psychological horror kind of yeah i don't know i really enjoyed it the second one i also really love mm-hmm. but for different reasons i think the twist is is good mm. is really good maybe not as jarring as the first one Ooh. but it does uh, as i like to say commit to the bit and really <laughs> just lets loose um did you end up watching the trailer for Megan, by the way? Oh my god, yes, I meant to text you about this. What the fuck? <laughs> there, there's that part. I was kind of, I, I'm not going to lie, I was mostly on board until, first of all, until she started running on all fours, and then I was, <laughs> that was like... That was part. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, ew, why are you doing that? But the part that killed me is they're doing that montage of like her getting more and more violent, and then they're intercutting it with her doing a TikTok dance, and I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> So the, the, the trailer's gone viral for that reason. People yeah. are posting that gif like everywhere <laughs> because it is probably the greatest thing I've ever it's seen. So I'm funny. So on board for more goofy movies or like yeah. more horror movies that are willing to be a little bit more goofy. Oh, totally. And like embrace the ridiculousness because yeah. I think that's what like it makes horror even a little bit more fun. Oh, yeah. So Orphan First Kill doesn't get that goofy. There's no, no. like that. But it really does like run with some outrageous moments and Ooh. it's it's just a blast the twist of the movie happens halfway through the movie which is pretty oh. not um i would say most twists happen towards the end right the oh, last definitely. 20 minutes in the this happens act. literally an hour into the movie and oh. then you spend another 45 minutes just like dealing with, living that. with it it's so <laughs> fun it's so great uh i want oh you to watch God. it so badly i know i need to but yeah, it's I had a great time paramount uh, it is a Paramount Plus exclusive. Such bullshit. But anyways, uh, yeah, mm. Orphan is a franchise I really love. The first one, just a good time. A yeah. good solid horror with a great twist. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's I can't imagine you don't know the twist. or like it's. I imagine it's pretty hard to go into something like this blind. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know anything about it, I would just watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Ooh. Cool. We've done it. We did it. Okay, let's, um, uh, let's hmm. do a quick recap. Okay, cool. Um, I've chosen... Jennifer's Body, The Strangers, mm-hmm. Saw, 
Orphan and Final Destination as my five horror movies that have rotten scores. Yippee. And Clara? Um, and the ones I picked were Jennifer's Body, The Strangers, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, Dark Skies, and Contracted. Perfect. Anything that was like on the cusp that you almost talked about? <sighs> um, I almost talked about Saw. I almost talked about Final Destination. You honestly picked up on basic, like I and Orphan, I did a pause on as well. So you kind of grabbed everything that I was like, ooh, maybe I should do one of these. Amazing. Yeah, so that worked out perfectly. I almost brought up Blade 2. Oh, okay, that was the other one. I I was really surprised. I think both of them were on there. Were they? I thought I, I thought I saw Blade 1. But Blade I 3 remember. for sure would be on there. Oh, yeah, that one was on there. Blade 2, though, I liked Blade 2 a lot. I was kind of shocked that it was rotten. But I don't know. It, it definitely you know teeters between a horror and a superhero movie obviously mm, yeah and i just was like eh, it's more superhero movie than it is horror yeah you could argue both ways i just was like i'm just gonna stick with the more pure horror movies mm-hmm. for it, this round it is a uh, rotten blade one yeah it's 57 wow. that's strike that's really shocking to me but great hmm. audience score it has a 78 percent audience score blade one and two are pretty great i mean Del i've Toro only seen the first doing. one Interesting. I'm shocked by that. Well, anyways, I, I was going to talk about that, and I, th- mm. I think that's it. Nothing else really was coming to mind, at least. I'm sure there were some other small ones, but I don't know. Maybe I am snobby, because a lot of the ones are rotten. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like that movie. I know, right? <laughs> I saw Halloween Kills, like, the first one on, like, rotten popular ones. I was like, oh, yeah, I just don't like that movie, though. Yeah, that, that was the tricky thing, because there's definitely a lot on there that I'm like, yeah, I've seen this, I've seen that, I've seen that, but it's like, I don't want to talk about it i wouldn't like recommend it to anybody no yeah 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 mm-hmm. well all um, right uh cool. we've done it though we've we did we're, it we proved that we love movies that are quote unquote critically bad we're yeah. not snobs we love no. all types of movies yeah we're, uh, we're nice people <laughs> what's our plan next we haven't really decided uh, um... yet is it vampire time finally <gasps> yeah is it can we <laughs> do we just do an episode on twilight can we, we please oh uh, okay but okay uh okay we can do either obviously i'll talk because i love vampire movies in general i have plenty that i want to talk about um I, I think we have to do a dedicated twilight episode though this is what i was gonna say because of course i want to talk about twilight but the problem is, is even if i just pick my favorite twilight movie which is new moon by the way everyone i want you to know that um <laughs> Even if I just pick my favorite Twilight movie, I'm going to end up talking about all five of them, and then there goes an hour. So maybe we should just do a Twilight episode. My question to you is this. Okay. Is, because Harry Potter, I'm like, oh, when I think of Harry Potter, I think of like holiday Christmas type movie. Uh-huh. Does Twilight have like a holiday that you like? I know you watch it year round. So I do watch them question for year you. round. Um, I definitely would say that Twilight overall ends up being a very like fall movie type thing um especially especially because of new moon i would say because there's the sequence where bella sits in a circle and it goes there's a possibility (laughs) and she sits there from october through december i'm pretty sure um but maybe we do it like the first week after halloween we do a twilight episode (gasps) okay yeah let's do that because that gives me like a couple weeks to watch all of them all over again oh my god oh my god and maybe i'll watch them again no i probably shouldn't i've okay i want everyone to know you that i saw like a couple of i theaters. need you all to know that i've watched the first three twilight movies four times so far this year and i've watched breaking dawn parts one and two three times so far this wow. year so i'm having a great time uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah maybe i should take a break <laughs> okay so uh, let's do let's shoot for the first week of november <gasps> i will oh, be watching oh these as we Okay. As we move along. Well, so then, do we want to just do a vampire episode, or do you want? But to then do you have to else? you have to show some self restraint and not choose oh, no. Twilight as your options. I will. Okay, listen, I did a good job because I almost <laughs> I didn't pick Twilight for when we did our franchises. Like this I, is so true. I did. I, you know I've been doing a good job and being quiet mostly about Twilight. This is so true. I, I I'm not giving you enough credit that you. Deserve. Yeah. Hundred percent right. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do like a monster episode. Mm, okay, let's do that. Yeah. So like werewolves, vampires. Yay. Other okay. types of monsters. I like that idea. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's fun. Monster okay, we'll do that. mash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, Clara, you are like a, a permanent co-host, so you yeah. don't get to shout out your stuff anymore. No. But your stuff is always in yes. the description of the episode. Oh! So everybody want to follow. Oh, Can I? I'm sorry. Can I interrupt our going away? 
I I have to make a caveat and say that we've made it it, like a running bit on here how I don't have Discord, but I got I'm on Discord now. Oh my god, this is so true, Clara. (laughs) I do have one now. I've grown up and I've (laughs) matured into a a Discord person, and I'm doing Discord now. So there we go. And I just wanted everyone to know that. Clara and I now interact between like four different mediums, multiple platforms. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we talk on TikTok sometimes, Mm -hmm. on Instagram on text yep. on discord we don't really we don't message each other on twitter though um i tweeted you once or twice yeah but we're not like sending each other like oh yeah no DMs i'm not really on twitter, twitter much anymore though i kind of just pop on and pop out um yeah that's true it's true sometimes we email <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we email we talk on the phone yep <laughs> uh i sent a carrier pigeon one time to your house no i'm done maybe one day i will well you sent me a shirt one time i did i did mm-hmm. i did yeah friendship okay. we're we'll just we're just Morse good friends oh that'd this be so fun true. i'd do that <laughs> okay <laughs> uh amazing okay so clara's information will be in the description of the episode so will yes. mine so give us a follow thanks everybody for bearing with the two-week hiatus i really do appreciate it should be more consistent unless i'm traveling again for two weeks straight mm-hmm. but if not episodes will be coming out weekly again but yeah all right that's perfect um I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I just, um, it's been two weeks, so I forget how to end a podcast. We love you all, and you should rate us on rating things. Yeah, that's a good Boom. way to end it. We love you all, and rate us on Apple and Spotify. All right, perfect. Yay. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.